It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Leave a voicemail with Anything you want to talk about on the show will be played on the show and reacted to on the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. We're going to talk about some other teams hiring coaches and rumored to be interested in other coaches and a whole coaching search phenomenon around the association right now. And we'll continue to go into the NBA Draft Big Board. We had Nick Engstein yesterday on the show from Locked On Mavericks talking all about possible trade ideas to get some players from Oklahoma City to Dallas and how that would all work and and what Dallas would have to give up and and we also talked about if Oklahoma City could model their rebuild after what Dallas did so a lot of good stuff in yesterday's show because this is Locked on Thunder your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder so let's dive into the NBA Finals as you know I recorded Monday's show prior to uh, the game six between the Heat and the Lakers. I don't have too much to add to this. If, if you want more in-depth finals coverage, I got you covered with Locked On Heat, Locked On Lakers, and Locked On NBA. For me, credit to LeBron James for getting that fourth ring. Credit to Anthony Davis for getting his first ring. And this Lakers team had a lot of Oklahoma City connections. They had, you know, Oklahoma City Thunder legend uh, Deion Waiters, Markeith Morris, OKC Blue legend Alex Caruso, a lot of good Oklahoma State ties there for the Lakers. But hats off to the Heat as well for losing this finals. And they made it a, a miraculous run. And I talked about it a little bit with Nick about 
you know, the, the, the Heat run to me was always just supposed to be entering the season about a year ago today, supposed to be first, second round exit. And then they'd, they'd come back and, and try again after the 2021 free agency class where they really try to add something to that core. A couple of years of just first and second round exits. And instead they went to the NBA finals. They showed a lot of resolve that they showed that they can draft and evaluate talent. Well, as we all knew, and the, the heat deserve a ton of credit, but LeBron James, what he was able to do inside the bubble and inside that final series, especially was phenomenal. We saw some fantastic basketball from LeBron James and, and you have to just appreciate that greatness because you don't know how many more times he'll get to the finals in his career. I mean, look, the bottom line is if the Clippers figure it out in the postseason, which has to be determined, and who knows if they even have Paul George next year, and that could probably make him even better if they don't have Paul George next year, you still got the Clippers hanging around. You've got Luka and the Mavericks coming hot and heavy. You've got the Warriors coming back with Steph Curry returning and Klay Thompson returning. That is still one of the best teams, if not the very best team in basketball. We forget that before they even added Kevin Durant, they won at a historic pace. They're the most winning basketball team of all time. Before Kevin Durant. So losing Kevin Durant didn't do too much, especially whenever you factor in if they keep Andrew Wiggins and do not trade him. Andrew Wiggins in that Harrison Barnes role would be a great role for for Wiggins and also would be great for that that Warriors style of basketball. So that's a lot of obstacles to overcome in the Western Conference for LeBron James, and he can do it for sure. But you just got to appreciate each and every performance he has on there because eventually Father Time will catch up to him. I think that it's going to be a long time from now, though, because we haven't even hit that stage where it looks like he's declining. You could make a a good argument. He was still the best player in this finals. And you can go with Anthony Davis or Jimmy Butler, but he was right up there. And we're, we're still at that stage of his career yet where he's no longer the guy. He's no longer the guy that bails you out. I love LeBron James watching him play, and he got his fourth finals uh, you know, title and his, and his finals MVP and things like that. So credit to him as well for finishing up the bubble with a bang. Credit to the NBA for getting through the bubble with no COVID cases and no disruptions and things like that from a COVID standpoint. They did a phenomenal job, and Adam Silver gave everyone a pay raise, and and they're doing a great job of, of public relations up at the NBA level. So I wanted to talk about the coaching search. And for the Thunder, there's nothing new to report. I've done multiple episodes on coaching searches for the Thunder, coaching candidates for the Thunder, who I would like, and you can go back and listen to those. Uh, But there was some news today about other teams, specifically the Pelicans and the Rockets, and those are two teams that are interested in Jeff Van Gundy. And I sit here today as a Thunder fan, excited about the Rockets possibly hiring Jeff Van Gundy again. Because I don't see it with Jeff Van Gundy. I think it is insane to hire Jeff Van Gundy in 2020. I don't see how you could how you could feel good about that hire. I don't see how Jackson Gatlin of Lockdown Rockets is going to feel good if he's the hire. And for the Pelicans to put the future of their core in the hands of Jeff Van Gundy would be malpractice to me. I don't see it. I don't know how that inspires a fan base. I don't know how that inspires a team. I don't know how that produces winning basketball. Jeff Van Gundy? I mean, we're seriously only doing this based on last name alone. If Jeff Van Gundy's your hire. But for the Thunder, who control future picks for the Rockets and could see James Harden 
uh, wanting out of Houston if things don't go well with this next coaching hire. And we know Russell Westbrook is at that point in his career where he's starting to decline athletically, which is declining his overall game, which makes him a bad contract. Those picks could be pretty high on those pick swaps. So I'm all aboard the Rockets hiring Jeff Van Gundy. It's just insane to me how anyone can look at that hire, if it is the hire that they make, and be confident or feel good about it. If I'm hiring Van Gundy, which I don't particularly want to do anyway, but if I am going to hire Van Gundy, I'm hiring Stan Van Gundy. And yes, Stan Van Gundy wants a lot of hands-on control. You gave it to Mike D'Antoni. And I also think Stan Van Gundy is a better X's and O's coach than Jeff Van Gundy. I don't see how you can justify this hire. I don't see how... Daryl Morey and the Rockets ownership can justify hiring Jeff Van Gundy. When Ty Lue is out there, when the litany of candidates are out there that we've talked about on this podcast before, Jeff Van Gundy, if I had to rank every single available coach, Jeff Van Gundy wouldn't even come close to my top 10. Not even close to my top 15 even. It's insane. Let me know on Twitter what you think about the Jeff Van Gundy hire, if he is going to be the guy at Ryland underscore Styles. Hopefully, uh, for Rockets fans and for Pelicans fans, this is all smoke and mirrors. But that's something to keep an eye on for, for Thunder fans is this next coaching hire. Look, James Harden's getting no younger. He is not getting any younger. Russell Westbrook has a, a small shelf life left of being a number two guy. If the Rockets hire this next coach and he rubs Harden the wrong way and they can't get along and Harden is disgruntled, Harden could want out of Houston. And you own their future picks because you traded for Chris Paul, who ends up being an asset for you. It's a good place to be for Oklahoma City. And if they hire Jeff Van Gundy, we might have a 20-minute long episode where I just laugh about the Rockets hiring Jeff Van Gundy. And I do want to know the, the thing about Ty Lue also, because I mean he was rumored for the for the Sixers job, got passed up for for Doc Rivers. Rumored for the for the Clippers job, hasn't been hired yet, where he was just at. Rumored for the Rockets job and Pelicans job. And now there's a strong contention and, and a strong belief that Jeff Van Gundy could could hop in one of those jobs. Why is everyone passing over and picking over? Ty Lue. Now, Ty Lue wouldn't be my ideal hire for Oklahoma City either. Uh, but part of that's due to where Oklahoma City's at as a franchise right now compared to the Pelicans and the Rockets and the Clippers. I think for the Clippers, no coach X's and O's wise is going to fix that in L.A. But a person like Ty Lue who could come in and, and be a good locker room presence is really what you need in L.A. for the Clippers. I think that the Clippers should jump on Ty Lue immediately. So I'm just wondering what's going on behind the scenes there with Ty Lue. But I would be over the moon excited if the, if the Rockets hire Jeff Van Gundy because the Thunder control their future picks. And I could see that going horribly wrong. And I could see that years from now being the death nail in this current iteration of the Rockets. So I'm interested in how Rockets fans react to the news of Jeff Van Gundy possibly being in the mix there. And for the Pelicans, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're even entertaining Jeff Van Gundy. For the Pelicans, Jeff Van Gundy wouldn't even be on my big board of guys I would hire. Wouldn't even come close to it. 
but you can let me know what you guys think about that hire uh, and that candidate on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Coming up, we're going to still talk about the NBA Draft Big Board. We've gotten through the top 12. Let's push through uh, up until the 20s after this. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code Locked On, get $10 off that next order. That's right, promo code Locked On, get $10 off the next order at Built.com. They have six new amazing flavors. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also are soft and easy to chew with 100%, 100% chocolate on the outside. They are great for losing or maintaining weight. They're delicious. They are great for the health-conscious person. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. You can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. You're going to want to get your hands on some Built Bars today. And the way you do that is by going to BuiltBar.com. And guess what? Using promo code LOCKEDON and instead, you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Dot com with a free cooler while supplies last. So go to Bilbo.com right now, uh, pick the box you want, use promo code Locked On, get 20% off that next order, and while supplies last, you're going to get a free cooler with every purchase. My personal favorite, if you want to try my favorite, would be the banana nut bread option. So go over to Bilbo.com right now and get yourself a box of Bilt Bars. Use promo code Locked On. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I want to give one little correction before we hop into the NBA Draft Big Board as we're back on Locked on Thunder, your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Stan Van Gundy was for the Pelicans, Jeff Van Gundy for the Rockets. So I, I didn't even address the Van Gundy to Pelicans thing because I thought that it was just malarkey, and it was. They're they not going to be interested in Jeff Van Gundy. Wouldn't make any sense. Stan Van Gundy is the Van Gundy that the Pelicans are interested in. Now, the Rockets are still in on Jeff Van Gundy, and in fact, the Rockets will interview Jeff Van Gundy later on today. But the Pelicans are smarter than that, which is good. We only care about the Rockets and their coaching hire, and them hiring Jeff Van Gundy would be a disaster that we would all love because that, of course, would, I think, derail the franchise, and that helps the Thunder, who will be in control of most of those draft picks. So that's all we have to say about the coaching searches. Nothing new on the Oklahoma City front. We'll see whenever Sam Presti gets around to naming the next head coach. So we dive back into the NBA draft Big board. And so far, we've talked about Anthony Edwards. We've talked about Cleveland Hayes. We've talked about Big O, the center from USC, LaMelo Ball, Therese Halliburton, Denny, James Wiseman, Terrell Terry, Obi Toppin, Isaac Okoro, 
Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton. And so now we take you to number 13. And I'll be honest, I was putting this list together a couple weeks ago before we started this, this whole endeavor. And I've had four different names pop at number 13. And they've got to settle in somewhere. And I, I struggle right now, even as I'm looking at the list, of who I truly want to put at 13. It's an interesting spot for me. But I'm going to end up going with... You're finding out in real time who I'm going with, because I am still up in the air, but I'll, I'll go with Therese Maxey. Therese Maxey, the wing from Kentucky. And he is another hustling guy that, that, that this draft is full of. This draft is full of the gritty hustlers that do everything right. And I love... Therese Maxey's game. I think that he can turn into a defender that is scrappy and people hate going against. I think that he can be a name in his future that you hear each and every year guys say, I hate going up against Therese Maxey. I think he might be the best defender in this draft. Um, One of the best defenders in this draft, absolutely. Uh, Because of that hustle, because of his off-ball defense and on-ball defense, his awareness and basketball IQ, win on the defensive side of the floor, he is phenomenal at moving his feet, at switching, he is very versatile. I love what Terry Maxey can do defensively. And stressing the defense while talking about his lack of production shooting the basketball sounds exactly like a prototypical Sam Presti player. Now, unlike a prototypical Sam Presti player, his jump shot looks really good. His jump shot looks like it could clean up to where he does become a reliable jump shooter. Especially when he's not having to take tough attempts and contested shots uh, because he can't create space for himself whenever he's at Kentucky. Having to be more in that ball handler role as a guard, more reliant on him a little bit to make something happen for himself. I don't think he's he's ever going to be asked to do that at the NBA level. I don't think you can ask him to do that at the NBA level. I think he's strictly going to be an off-ball guard, and he's strictly going to get catch-and-shoot opportunities and have people create for him and have people set him up. So taking that burden off him, mixing that with the jump shot looking good and the form looking good, and you could see a rise in the percentages. You could see a jump uh, in his reliability as a scorer. He's... Really only good handling the ball at the pick and roll. He can run that to perfection every single time, and you love that about him, but he cannot create for himself, and I struggle to see how he creates for others. But getting to the rim and running the pick and roll are two things that I really like watching him do. But creating a shot for himself and creating for others and his playmaking, I don't like that. I just don't. So I think that he's more of an off-ball guard. I think he plays incredible defense. I think that he's someone you can pair next to a guard that you don't feel comfortable with defensively who needs some reinforcement, and Therese Maxey can do that. He's one of my favorite defenders in this draft, and he is awesome at 6'3", with a 196 weight, and his wingspan is 6'6". So he's very versatile. He can switch everything. He is a gritty defender. And the most important part, not only is the effort that you give, because defense is mostly effort, but even at 19 years old, he understands what he needs to be doing. He understands the angles to take, the approach to take. He understands defense, and you love that about a young guard. That's usually not their focus. That's usually not what they can do right from the jump street, and it's something that he can do. So I love his defense. Again, the questions about his offensive game really stem from 
him being put in a position in Kentucky that I don't think he'll be put in the NBA. I don't think in the NBA he'll be put in a position to create for himself or create for others. So those two red flags to me get taken off because I'm not relying on Therese Maxey anymore to do that. The only problem I have with his jump shot, because it looks it looks pretty smooth, the only problem I have is at times the release is pretty low. Now, I'm no basketball scout or basketball coach, so this doesn't mean a hell of a lot coming from me, but just watching it blindly on film, his release is a little low to where I think that you put him in with NBA guys compared to guys playing for you know Mississippi State, and all of a sudden those NBA guys start blocking his shot at a higher clip. So, so we'll see what Therese Maxey can do, but he's where I landed at 13. Now, 14 was, of course, an interesting discussion because I told you I had four names for 13. So who's going to land at 14? And for 14, for me, I think is going to be Sadiq Bey. And I struggled, again, between him and Naismith, and I struggled also with Devin uh, uh, Vasile. But to me, I really like Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey is going to be a 3 and D player. I am in love with his perimeter shooting. I'm in love with his defense. And you need those guys at the NBA level. Look, if we can all admit this draft is not top-heavy, this draft has no superstars, then what's a better option than picking up someone who can shoot the three ball at an extremely high clip and can play extremely good defense? What's a better pickup than that? What's a better option than that? I love Sadiq Bey, the wing from Villanova. He is 6'8 with a 6'10 wingspan. He weighs 216. Phenomenal catch-and-shoot guy. Versatile defender can switch, of course, one through five. Well, really one through four, but but possibly one through five later in his career. He's 21 years old, so he should be able to make an impact right away. He's a more veteran presence, and, and those Villanova guys typically translate to the NBA pretty quickly, get adjusted to the NBA life pretty quickly, and get settled into their role that you put them in pretty quickly. I love his catch-and-shoot ability. I love his defensive ability. And there's not a ton of question marks about him. I think that he is what he is. And... I don't think I'm pigeonholing him here, but I think that his ceiling, his ceiling, his potential, his everything at 21 years old has all been shown. And it's shown pretty well. It's gotten him to number 14 on my list. He's a 3 and D, he's a 3 and D player, and he'll be a a at worst role player in the NBA for a long time to me. And at best he'll be a starting caliber player, not one of your top 3, but a peripheral starter who can do his job. One of my favorite things about Sadiq Bey is that I I never really remember a huge letdown game from him. And look, he, he's 21 years old, so he played a ton of college games. I'm sure there was one in there. But I never went into a game watching Sadiq Bey and felt like he didn't live up to what I expected from him. He always was consistent, and that's one of the most important parts for a 3 and D guy is to be consistent. Look at Terrence Ferguson. That's a 3 and D guy that plays above average defense and at times can shoot the three-pointer. With Sadiq Bey, you get good defense, and, and we'll see if that can turn into elite defense because he has the hustle, he has the motor, he has the IQ to take that next step defensively with the right defensive coaches. We'll see if that happens for him. But right now, he's at good defense, so that's a step above above average, and he can consistently knock down the tray ball. You'll love to see it. You love to see that kind of player, especially in a draft class in which you're just hoping to survive in advance. You're just hoping to, to get a pick that is actually useful to you. You're not hoping to, to hit on a Luka Doncic in this draft. I think any GM goes into this draft with that mindset of who's going to be at least a part of something, at least a part of the core. Who can we put in the core? 
not who can we rely on to get us a Larry O'Brien trophy. And maybe some people surprise us on this draft, but that's just what you go into it as of right now looking at. But something that might surprise you is how often you use the excuse of, I had a long day at work, or honey, I'm just not feeling it. It's never easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. But Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get started with GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete the online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn to sign up and get $50 off your first month of ED treatment. That is a free online visit and free two-day shipping included. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can still follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We're going to continue the NBA Draft Big Board on tomorrow's show as well. This is Locked On Thunder, your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. We have a five-star Apple Podcast review. And if there's a question inside that review... I will answer it on the show. You can also call into the show, 405-362-7128. So I've made it so simple for you to interact with the show. So take advantage of that uh, any way you can. So tomorrow we're going to continue the NBA Draft Pick Board. We'll see when Sam Presti wants to finally name a head coach. We're also going to start doing some fake trades and start diving in more to this offseason as a whole and where the Thunder need to go from here. And as we get closer and closer to November, which is going to be closer and closer to the start of the college basketball season. We're also going to preview the next college basketball season, which is the next draft, because that one will be very, very important for your Oklahoma City Thunder. So tomorrow's show will basically, barring any breaking news, be totally about the NBA draft and totally about the rest of this big board. We will knock out, let's see, today we got to uh, 15, uh, 14, and we'll knock out 15 through at least 20 tomorrow and then wrap up the big board throughout the rest of the week. I appreciate listening. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Thunder.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.